0: at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from
1: crisis to comfort.
0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Alzheimer Speaks Radio. If you enjoyed our opening music, it's called Clarion Call by the Mark Arneson Band featuring Maya Doerr, and you can download that on any of your favorite music platforms. I love that song. I think it's just really meaningful, the words, and it just uh, gets me jazzed up to be here every single time. For those of you who are new to Alzheimer Speaks, we're about sound news, not just sound bites. Our goal is really to raise all voices, big and small, no matter who you are, no matter where you live. You are welcome to join the conversation here. Our one and only rule is to be respectful and in Oh, gosh, I've been doing this since 2011. We, we've we really had very few issues with that. So thank you. I, I really appreciate our community so much. And today is a live show, so you can call in. That number is 323-870-4602, 323-870-4602. We just ask that you stay on topic with the program and uh, for more diverse uh Uh, programs you can call in uh, when we do like an open mic or maybe you just want to contact me uh, because you've got your own message that you want to share. Now, it is October 1st. I can't believe it. We're getting to the end of 2020. But October is Louis Body Awareness Month. And so uh, you'll be seeing more and more information about Louis Body throughout the month. For our listeners, again, I want to thank you for your loyalty, your likes, your clicks, your shares. Have really built our community, um, which is one of collaboration and comfort, to really get and uh, win this battle against all forms of dementia. And uh, it's a critical thing. I know personally, I my mom had lived with dementia for 30 years. We need support, we need help, and we need stories told so that people really understand what life with dementia is about. If you're in your own setting or if you're living in a community, all aspects are important. Now, today's show, we're going to be talking about estate planning with Catherine Hutter, and I'm really excited, but I want to do a few uh, shout outs before I introduce her. Uh, first shout out goes to Artist Senior Living in Woodbury, Minnesota. They have started a virtual memory cafe called Artist the Artist Way Memory Cafe. The next uh, program will be October twenty first. It happens the third Wednesday of each month from one to two. And if you want more information, you can call them directly at six one two. Two zero zero oh five oh six and you don't have to be in Woodbury. You don't have to be in Minnesota when it comes to virtual cafes. Those are for people with early to mid um, memory loss or dementias, I should say, various types and uh, and their care partners are both welcome. Uh, a couple other things that I think are important. The other day, I did a program with MDVIP, and they have pulled together a brain health IQ quiz. And you can just go to alzheimerspeaks.com to find more information about that. There's also another uh, survey out there. It's called the Dementia Caregiver Burnout Survey by uh, Chantel Horn. Was a student in New Zealand. Again, both can be found on the homepage of AlzheimerSpeaks.com. And let's see, I would be admiss if I didn't do a shout out to the Memory Cafe directory because you know how much I, I love them. You can find Memory Cafes all over the world using this directory, and you can find specific ones who have now converted to being virtual. And then, of course, there's Coral Health. Coral Health is making a great uh, free offering of their uh, of two of their apps called Music First in Coral Faith. So you're going to want to check both of those out. Just go to CoralHealth.com. Uh, Coral that's C-O-R-O Health.com. And let's hear um, from the foot bar walker really quick. And we'll be right back. Introducing
1: the life-changing footbar walker. I'm Peggy from Danville, Kentucky, and I'm 91 years old. The footbar walker revolutionized my care of George. The saving that I made from having to put him in a nursing home came to about $192,000. TheFootbarWalker.com. Peggy, would you recommend the Footbar Walker? Do I ever. I would not be in the health that I'm in today at this age had it not been for the Footbar Walker.
0: Now, before we're getting really close to introducing our guests, but before I go there, I just want to give a shout out to uh, our couple of uh, coming up shows. Uh, Next Tuesday, we are going to be doing one on emergency protocols. And then on Thursday, we are thrilled to have Maria's place back with us. They're all activity space. These are all they have just a ton, a ton of free activities um, that we're going to be talking about. And um, and then our recent shows we had on brain health. We had an open mic. We also had an audio play uh, the forgiving and forgetting. All of our shows are archived, so you can get out there and listen to them again. The play is really kind of interesting. It's kind of sitting around the radio again, uh, listening, and it's about a, a family living with dementia and what all they are actually going through. So with no further ado, let me introduce you to Katherine Hutter. She is an estate planning attorney uh, who turned author. And the book that we're going to be discussing today is called Estate Planning for the Sandwich Generation, How to Help Your Parents and Protect Your Kids. And it debuted as the number one Amazon bestseller. And today, we are just so lucky to have her share her knowledge with us. So thank you, Catherine. How are you doing today? I'm great, Lori. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to have this discussion with you, and I've got lots of questions for you, but I always like to ask my guests first if they've been personally touched in their own family or circle of friends by dementia.
1: Um, yes, actually, significantly so. My um, father uh, had what became a 10-year battle with Alzheimer's disease, and um he's he's sort of the sharpest one in the family and um it took us a while to figure out what was going on but um it was a very long battle we certainly learned a lot and um you know experienced a lot through that
0: well i uh i get being touched that close uh, my my mom had it like i said for 30 years and you know, 10-year yeah, journey. I don't, I, don't, I don't care how long it is. It's too long. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we've that's got true. to help people. True. So I, I'm excited to, mm-hmm. to talk with you today. Now, you were a corporate attorney, uh, but then you changed your practice to estate planning.
1: What drew you to make that change? Well, actually, because of um, the significant impact of Alzheimer's disease that um, I saw with my father. So um, many years before he showed any signs of difficulty, you know, he he was a very organized person. He would talk to me about, you know, his money, his, his health plans. You know, he talked about like, oh, you know, at end of life, if, if something happens, I don't want to be hooked up to machines. I said, well, that's fine. You know, I was an attorney at the time. I said, that's fine, but go to a lawyer, get your estate planning done, because if something happens um, to you, I don't want to get a situation arguing with, Uh, my mother or other family members of what your wishes are, you know, make it clear. And he did that. And then when my father started having issues um, I got involved um, helping my mother and my sister got involved helping my mother care for my father. And we ended up using every single estate planning document he had prepared by an attorney. And as an attorney myself, I was shocked how much, I didn't realize good estate planning makes an impact throughout your life, especially if you have um, some sort of, you know, or declining faculties. So um, I took a, a hiatus when I had young kids from law practice. And when I went back, I really wanted to go into estate planning and educate families about how important this is, especially Uh, If you have young children and are caring for uh, aging parents, there's so many things that go involved that are involved with estate planning that help both sides. So um, it really fundamentally changed the way I I looked at law practice.
0: Oh, I, I understand that I was in senior housing um, at basically through real estate. Um, But I specialized in senior housing and I was giving everyone advice and uh really thought I was on top of my game, everyone did. And then I had to go through it myself <laughs> with my own books. Yeah. And boy, that's an eye opener. <laughs> it's a real it, eye opener. It really is.
1: It really is. You think so, you know, I had taken estate planning uh in law school and, you know you know, thought I understood everything, but it's not until, you know, you see if the bank honors a document or um, try to work with um, HIPAA regulations and trying to get medical information uh, on your loved one. So, um, yes, it, it, it definitely is eye-opening and um, different when you're on the other side of it.
0: Yep, yep, that's for sure. Now, you wrote this book, Estate Planning for the Sandwich Generation, How to Help Your Parents and Protect Your Kids. I I would first like you to uh, give us your definition of sandwich generation before we dive any deeper.
1: Yeah, so um, sandwich generation really refers to um, people who are generally between their 40s and 60s who have... Uh, young children or children that still depend on them, as well as um, aging parents. And even if they're not physically caring for their parents, they're concerned about them as they age. So they really have a lot of pressures on both sides. So hence the sandwiching. It was coined about, I don't know, 25 years ago. And it's funny because really only people who are living it get it right away. It's You know what I mean? Like if, if you're living this life, you're like, yep. No, know, know all about that
0: <laughs> yep yeah this isn't about your favorite sandwiches being squished together yeah. between two floors. Yeah, and, and you become yes. the jelly <laughs> yeah
1: um
0: how does estate planning help the the sandwich generation particularly those who have a loved one with alzheimer's or another form of dementia
1: okay well like as i said um you know, being of the sandwich generation, you have young children and you have aging parents. With estate planning, um, a lot of people think it's for your end of life. It really isn't. It's there to help if you are somehow incapacitated. And so um, if you can imagine, you know, you're caring for young uh, children, caring for aging parents, especially if um, any of them have uh, any kind of dementia or um, or um, incapacities, if something happened to you, who's going to step in and handle your affairs? So uh, having things like who's going to make medical decisions for you and thereby helping, you know, your loved ones, who's going to handle your financial decisions, Um, you know, making sure bills are paid, you know, you might be very involved in handling your parents' finances or working with their um, medical claims, things like that. So who's going to, who's going to step in and sort of, be you while you are recovering from an incapacity um, as well as the state planning is helpful um, when you are caring for your parents that you have um, you know a way to talk to their doctors um, without getting caught up in red tape um, talking about uh, end-of-life care it's very important uh, that your parents outline their wishes, their end of life wishes of how they want to handle a terminal illness. Do they want, I don't call it pulling the plug. I call it installing the plug. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if I'm, if I'm at my life's end, if there's nothing that doctors can do to cure me, all they can do is, you know, install machines, you know, do I want to just go peacefully, you know, with, with hydration or with nutrition or with um, you know, Pain medication for comfort, you know, it's very important to have uh, your parents make those decisions because I've seen in my practice many, many times that when a crisis happens, the family rushes in, everybody wants to do the right thing. It's the problem is everybody has a different opinion of what the right thing is, and it causes unnecessary conflict and chaos where the focus should be on the care and not the, well, I had a conversation in 1977, and, you know, so um, the, the estate planning, uh, what I call kind of cuts through the red tape, is there so you can focus your care on your loved one, and not have to worry about arguing with the bank, arguing with doctors, arguing among family members. Which is is
0: so, so smart. I'm a firm believer that um, so much that is part of estate planning um, almost needs to take place when when people turn 18, the powers of attorney. (laughs) Well, that's that's,
1: that's actually a great point because a lot of people don't really that once your child turns 18 um, they're considered an adult and so if your college if your child goes off to college and is hospitalized and you happen to call you know they may ask you know do you have a a medical power of attorney or healthcare Mm -hmm. surrogate for your child because they may not release medical information which sounds crazy because in all likelihood you're probably paying the medical bills but because of all the HIPAA regulations Again, it gets the red tape. So I, I always have, you know, like friends and, and family and clients who I know their kids are, you know, approaching that age. I said, okay, now's the time to get them to sign these forms because, you know, if if they're in another state, it's going to be very difficult to, to get information or to help them. God forbid something should happen.
0: It, it's You know, that's happened to a few of my friends. And it is funny because people are like, that's the first thing they say to the doctors is, hey, I'm paying the bill. I'm covering their insurance. What what do you mean I don't have access? What do you mean you can't talk to me? What do you mean I? I, It's and it's very frustrating. And um, yeah, yeah, it's so important for people to get these documents in place and stop being afraid of end of life because it doesn't just cover end of life. It you know uh, and things can happen. People get in accidents. they get diseases out of the blue, and you've got to be prepared ahead of time for that. And mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, I could go on and on for that.
1: Um, one of the biggest. Well, and and that's a great point. I, I I don't want to interrupt, but that is a great point because as people longer, there is m- many more opportunities to happen. So, uh, there's a statistic with the Social Security Administration that one for Americans. Will be disabled at some point in their life. That number is only going to go go up as we live longer. Mm Hmm. Yep.
0: Yep. Really, really, really important. Um, Now, one of the I think most difficult conversations for people to have is to talk to their parents about estate planning, figuring out what they have or haven't done, what assets do Mm -hmm. they have where are mm-hmm. they? <laughs> because that for yes. some it's an issue. Well, I know we bought this, but I don't really know yes. where the documents to that are. And, and right. um, how, how do you even broach the path?
1: Okay, so, um, you know, in my book, you know, the first half talks about estate planning of like what are the important documents to have sort of 10 easy steps to get your estate plan together and the reason I do that is because then you're familiar with the terms and and what you have to think about before you have a conversation with your parents so you're prepared and then the second half of the book is talking to your parents um about their estate planning and I I have five critical conversations to have because um, I believe strongly it's not one conversation you have, but a series of small conversations. So mm-hmm. one could be about finances. One could or would be about uh, aging in place, or do we want to look at senior living opportunities? Um, one is end of life and one is legacy of, hey, let's, you know, make sure we record all the family memories and keep recipes going and things like that. But, um, it's really the conversation should come from a place of, you know, mom, dad, um, I want to help you as you age, but I don't know what that help looks like. So I need you to tell me what your wishes are. Yep, Yeah. where they have the control, and you're just carrying out their wishes. You're not telling them who they should give, you know, the china to. It's just sort of like... Tell me what you envision, what you would like, and let's work from there. And so, you know, in the financial uh, conversation framework, I have, you know, a number of conversation prompts uh, as well as then follow questions to ask. So, for example, you could say, hey, my husband and I just uh, re-upped our life insurance policies and, um, you know, uh, do you have a record of all the life insurance policies that you have because, A lot of people don't know this, but um, if an owner of a life insurance policy dies, the insurance company, even if they know they died, doesn't have an obligation to notify the beneficiaries. So if a beneficiary doesn't know there's a life insurance policy for them, um, money disappears, or you know the insurance company keeps it. So another thing to do is you know remind your parents, like, hey, if you don't make plans, insurance companies keep the money. Uh, governments uh, are going to take more in your taxes if you don't plan. So, you know, it's, it's things of, you know, framing of what do they want to happen?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Cause I, I thought they had to notify. And so that's, that is really interesting, um, but you know, you learn something new. Yes, and, the- and, and
1: and it's, it's shocking again, it's, it's through my father's care. So as my father um you know, made more money in his life, he would just get little policies here and there. So in the end he about he had five different life insurance policies that he had written down and everything, but I'm always like, was there a sixth? you know, because if I didn't find that paper that he had, we wouldn't have known to notify the companies. The companies never contacted us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, I loved what you said, too, about you should do this first yourself before approaching so that you know you, you know what to expect. And it's just kind of walking the talk, too, instead of, yeah. hey, you're looking kind of old there. You're not looking so well. I mean, because yeah. that's how, no matter how you phrase it, that's how I think it's taken. And um, yeah. I, I know with my own folks. Uh, my husband and I, because my dad, my dad, um, you know, they were simple people. Um, my dad was a blue collar worker. He's a printer. And, um, my mom was a stay at home mom. Most of most of her life till we got older and then she wanted to get out and kind of have a little part-time job, but, uh, he- he- they were very reluctant thinking we don't have anything and we don't have enough to plan for. And I said, you know, get, mm-hmm. you- you you're going to be really surprised that I mentioned just a few things that I knew of and they're like yeah mm-hmm. but that's you know we're we're not millionaires and i'm like you know what you're going to be surprised at what you do and i know that my dad at the time um, had cancer my mom had dementia and I know that mm. he was thinking, this is end of life. This is end of life. This is end of life. This is what you do at the end of life. And mm. I said, you know, Tom and I are going to redo ours. Why don't we just do it all together? And that lifted the, I mean, it was like the, the ceiling just lifted up and the room was lighter. Like, really? You guys would do that at Well, that's your a great age? idea.
1: And Yeah, so, that's a great idea.
0: And so we used the same attorney, the whole nine yards, which again, made it easier and stuff too. And it was just a really um, pleasant experience. And it just took the that onus, that heaviness off of, you know, we're dying, you know, our health isn't that yeah. great. Um, and, and really, I just kept saying, this is about smart living. You know, you've taken mm-hmm. care of yourself and the family, really well you've been adamant about that why would you want to give up that control now you know we want to do what you want to, what you want done but we haven't had those conversations and so we need to have those right. conversations so we can honor you because you know what I don't want to make this about us but we don't want to feel guilty and be second-guessing ourselves it's- because we didn't
1: that is an absolute um, brilliant point because, um, you know, especially with um, the advanced medical directives and living wills, you know, there's so much anxiety. And I've talked to many, many doctors who just say, you know, it it causes so much heartache that if people, even though it's not a comfortable thing to think about, um, you know, hey, if I'm dying, what do I want? What don't I want? Uh, it really saves the family grief, the looking back, the um, second guessing. So um, that's that's a great point.
0: Yeah, it's I, you really when you're approaching this stuff, I think you have to you have to look at it. How would you feel if someone approached you? And you know, maybe mm-hmm. you're like me, and it's like you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't take it that way. I, I would probably out a joke you know what you think I'm you think I'm dying you know <laughs> but it, but I it yeah. wouldn't take it to heart and so yeah. but but not everybody thinks like that most people don't have these conversations let's get real here folks and and we need yeah. to be responsible so it's it's really really important um to be able to to do that um what should you do if your parents don't
1: want to have the conversation well, that's that's a great question because um, because general, you know, generations ago, um, parents didn't talk about money with their kids. I mean, now it's it's more common, but it wasn't done. Um, and uh, parents may uh, worry that kids are sort of hint, you know, looking around to see what what's coming to them. Um, so they may be on the defensive. They also may not be happy with uh, life decisions they've made or investments they've made that didn't turn out well, so they may not want to own up to that. Um, so there there can be a reluctance um, and, or facing your own mortality too. Uh, there's a reluctance where parents may not want to talk. So that's why um, in my book, I, I have a lot of conversation prompts to turn the conversation around where they don't feel on the defensive. Um, another idea, like if you're completely being stonewalled is to write them a letter with questions you know dear mom and dad I love you very much Um, you know I'm concerned about you as you age and I want to know how to care for you properly and you know if you could sort of answer these questions so when the time I do honor your wishes you know, that's something that they can, can contemplate and, and, um, fill out. Um, also I say, you know, maybe take the book and highlight or, or post it, you know, certain areas you're concerned about with your family. Like if, if, you know, there is dementia in the family, it's something to, to really think about because of, um, the situation I had with my father. It's something I definitely, uh, think about, um, when I did my estate planning of, okay, you know, um, what does that look like? What do I want?
0: Uh, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense and And it also I think it, you know not only what do you want, but what do you want maybe for your loved ones. I, I think you mm-hmm. learn you you learn from the mistakes or the obstacles that are there of what needs to be taken care of, so that you don't burden your <clears throat> your loved ones. Um, with issues that you didn't know existed. I mean, there's some people that just, you know, they put stuff in play in terms of the houses to be sold. This is to who's going to list it. I mean, they get very specific in terms of how they want things to, to go as a real estate agent. I actually was put into somebody's will um, because the family was arguing. Oh they goodness. all had their, they all had their favorite real estate attorney or not real or realtors. <laughs> and um the kids did, and they were like, well, we'll, you know, we'll use mine, we'll use mine. And she's like, no, Lori has helped us buy and sell several homes, and she is the one that, that I want to sell this home. Mm-hmm.
1: That will be closure for me. Well, I you know, I, I wish everyone could be that specific. That's wonderful where you just sort of have a list of instructions to follow <clears throat> as opposed to, you know, like, oh, what would they have wanted? Or, you know, I mean, having you ask a million questions, you know, after yep. a death of a loved one, unfortunately. So um, I would love if, you know, everybody could have that specificity.
0: Yeah. Well, and you think, uh, you know, I, <clears throat> excuse me, mentioned a house, but you look look around where you're sitting right now, folks, how many belongings do you have? Every single one of those needs a decision, you know. If it if it mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a life changing aspect down the road, so, you know, get that um, duct tape out or whatever and put it on the back of a picture of who you want to <laughs> to, to get it. Right. Um, you know, or start making a list um, that can be attached to your will of who you want mm-hmm. to get what. You know, or start giving stuff away ahead of time, um, but. You know, the health care directives, there's just so many things that need to be put in place in terms of, you know, what kind of medical care do you want if those choices have to be made for you in the future? Mm -hmm. Um, It's unbelievable. Now, one of the things that I I, um, wanted to ask you about is if you could explain to our audience is how the book is laid out and what, what can they expect to find in it?
1: Okay. Um, As I mentioned before, the first half of the book is about getting your own house in order. You know, what are the, what are 10 easy steps you can do to put your own estate plan together? And once you've completed that, um, because it's, it it seems very daunting. And so I compare estate planning to eating an elephant. You just take it one bite at a time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, one day you kind of take a look at, um, okay, how's my life insurance? Do I need it? Do I need a term policy? Um, Should I change anything? You know, that type of thing. So there's, there's 10 easy steps to get your own house in order. And then the second part is to open up conversations, bring in your aging parents and um, have five different uh, conversations with them. Uh, As I said, they, the medical conversation, the financial conversation, the um, uh, aging in place or aging, you know, um, what do you envision, you know, your your care to look like. Then there's the uh, end of life, um, you know, what are the decisions you want um, if you're dying. And then um, the legacy, which is, you know, capturing um just important memories. You find out, you know, a lot of things you may not have known about family history and everything like that. So it's a good opportunity. And it also makes it a lot more fun of, Hey, let's go through photos and, you know, make sure we're writing on the back who they are and, you know, who they're related to and things like that. So, um, you know, it can, it it can be fun.
0: Yeah. And the photo piece guys get on that one. Cause I had, I don't know, here we have a grocery store called Rainbow, and I had four big boxes of photos that I had to go through, and my dad had passed, and my mom couldn't tell me who all these people were. And you're looking at all these old photos, and the guilt of, I don't want to throw them away, what do I do with them? And there really wasn't anyone else in the family to be able to ask. And, you know, those are really some pretty treasured pieces and the guilt I had and how long I carried those things around and how many times I weeded through them and gave stuff to my brothers. And I still ended up with one rainbow box of pictures that I, I ended up throwing out. Cause it's like, I don't know who these people are. No one knows. I, I still feel guilty over that. I feel horrible that I
1: didn't know my family better. You know, so that's a gift. Well, it's that... hard. I mean, everybody gets, yeah, everybody gets so busy. But, you know, that's what the legacy conversation is about, of taking the time and and uh, having fun, you know, like reliving their, their times and learning about what their lives are like. And, you know, I'm always encouraging my kids to talk with their grandparents about what life was like for them. And, yeah. you know, there's very valuable information. Yep. Yeah, there, there really,
0: really is. And, you know, as somebody's health is, is dwindling and maybe they're not as active as they, as they used to be, wonderful, wonderful time to have a conversation, you know, with them or just reminisce. You don't always have to have the answers, but it's an ability to, to reminisce. Is well with people. Mm-hmm. I think is really, really important. Um, what's the most important reason that you think people should purchase this book?
1: Well, I think the most important reason is to take the fear and mystery out of estate planning. I mean, people sort of feel like I either need to have a lot of money, or I need to be at my end of life, or Whatever reason. It really breaks it down. So when I had my practice a lot of you know, I spent a lot of time going through the documents explaining it to my clients. And -hmm. they were very happy once they signed it because they understood what they were signing and Mm -hmm. how it would help them with different decisions. So they left there feeling very good about it and they would say, you know, this is great information. Are there books out there that I can you know, share with my family because I want them to get their estate planning done. And I really kind of looked for books for them. Mm -hmm. So um, it was either, you know, tech tax planning, um, you know, things that people aren't going to read, especially if you're caring for, um, you know, a loved one with dementia or, you know, medical issues you just don't have the time so i really wanted like an easy book that you could pick up that you can you know if you're dealing with a certain issue you can kind of go there and be like okay what do i you know my parents were just hospitalized what should i do um you know what things do i have to think about or uh you know of course like i have i have certain chapters of like you know uh if i'm divorced what do i need to think about um in terms of estate planning so it's kind of there to you know, I call it kind of the the what to expect when you're expecting the worst. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, instead of a pregnancy, it's kind of like, okay, as you age, there's different things that could happen with your family, and how can you be prepared for those? How can you deal with the different um, things that may arise?
0: Yep, yep, very, very important. Um, now, when I was on your website, one of the things that I loved, you had, a, like, a fam family binder, um, I think is what you called it. Is are, are those yeah. documents in the book at all, or is are those just? I mean, because you wouldn't be able to fill them out in the book. Um,
1: and they no. So um, in the book, in the book, I have a chapter about um, making your own um, family information binder, or I call it the 911 binder, and it's a mm-hmm. place that you have. Um, your financial, your medical, and your legal information. So, you would have things like um, power of attorney documents. So, if your loved one, you know, was hospitalized, you would have that binder and you would have their power of attorney. So, you go into the doctor and talk to them. And so, in the book, I talk about how you can make your own binder. Um, Mm -hmm. But on my website, you can um, actually download forms to make your own binder. So, in the book, I list Sort of the the things you need to put in a binder, um, and then on the website, and it also directs you to the website where you can download the forms and make your own binder.
0: Okay, because and when you when I saw the binder thing, my my eyes just lit up because I remember going in and um, I had to apply for some stuff for my mom, and I, I literally had a two wheeler with with it had I had to bring in so many documents. But, and yeah. I had multiple <laughs> binders and the woman said, I have never had anybody this organized. She's like, you are missing one form and it's not one you would normally have. It was a, a DT something or other for, for the vets or something uh, for my dad. And she says, here's the form. I'm going to give you, you need to fill out to get this. And then you're a go. Um, but if you, if, it, and it took me a while to put that all together, but I felt as confident mm-hmm. as I could going forward. And, you know, sometimes people, you know, you might have to apply for a different support or, you know, show proof of something. It's like, boom, boom, boom. You can just
1: get, there, yes. you know, where the hell yeah. it is. No. Yeah. There is so much, you know, as I, as I realized, and, you know, as I helped my mother care for my dad with, all the medical forms that needs to be filled out, all the health insurance forms, you know. So I kind of put her together for her of where we could get all the information because, you know, it was just, you know, paperwork is endless. And um, that's actually, I'm glad you brought it up because another idea of getting your parents to think about things is saying, hey, Mom, Dad, let's put together a, a binder for you in case something happens to you. You know, I know how to help you. And then that kind of like, oh, there's a section here for um, powers of attorney. Let's talk about that and maybe get those done. So, you know, that's another way to have another entree with your parents.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was just, it made my life so much easier. The other thing that I saw that you had on the website was form letters. Because one of the most frustrating things I ran across was, you know, um, talking with Social Security or who, you know, benefits people it didn't really make any difference. And, oh, we don't use that power of attorney. You have to use our yeah. power of attorney. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And, you mm-hmm. know, and how, how many of them you need, uh, you know, all of that stuff is is kind of a shock that everybody needs originals. And how many how many of those do you have to have? And, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so just in terms of corresponding with people, what do you say if you've got something where you can just kind of, you know, drop in, you know, the, the basics, um, what a time saver. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, people need help, they need stuff to be simple and quick, because this, you know, you're, you're going through a lot, even, even if let's say you're doing it for yourself, and life is good. Yes. how much how much time do you want to spend on this stuff i mean really folks yeah. so you know find the easy way that's still going to cover your butt and um, but help you get organized and and think of questions that you didn't know you were even going to be asked um, and you know from someone who's experienced my gosh an attorney you know, this isn't just me who has gone through this that thinks I know what's going on, um, but you've got somebody from a legal angle <clears throat> that also has a whole different set of eyes that can really help you, um, you know, reduce costs. And I, again, to me, the biggest um, thing you're going to save is time and, and, and reduce that stress. Um, it's, you know, when you're caring for somebody else, there's stress. You know, let's let's be oh, frank about that. Stress. Yeah. No matter how much you want to yeah. do it, it can still be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, very very difficult thing. So, I I just I like I said, I just got giddy on your website thinking, oh my gosh, these are <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> this is this is fantastic. Where was it when I needed it? You know. Uh, yeah. So. Very, very excited. Well, what haven't we covered? I know that you, uh, we we had talked about maybe doing a a giveaway and stuff, but is there any other topics or specifics that that I haven't thought of that you want want people to know about?
1: Well, I I think I really want to reiterate the fact that estate planning isn't this you know, very difficult thing to do. So um, I I often um, say it's, you know, doing your estate plan, is easier than applying for a mortgage. You don't need to have tax returns. You don't need to know everything you have, um, because lawyers cover that. And mm-hmm. you're stuck on certain things. So um, I know uh, if you have young children, a lot of uh, people are reluctant. They know it's important to name guardians for their children, but they're stuck on who that per- perfect person is.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so um, I would encourage, even if you don't know your decisions, visit an estate uh, planning attorney because they'll ask a couple questions that suddenly there'll be a light bulb of like, okay, this is the person. Or, hey, you know, my sister's great with kids. My brother's great with money. We'll put the sister in charge of the kids. The brother will handle the money for the kids. You know, there's there's ways to sort of answer Questions that you feel are insurmountable. So mm-hmm. um, I would encourage people that that it's not as difficult as as they may think. And once they, you know, either read the book or or consult with an estate planning attorney, you know, it'll be like, oh, okay, this is doable.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: that would be the only thing um, I would cover. And then for the giveaway, um, I'm going to give um, to your listeners uh, a copy of my book. That um, if they email. Um, catherine C a t h e r i n e dot hotter h o d d e r i n k dot com catherine at hotter Inc with a k dot com uh, and mention um alzheimer's speaks they'll be put in a raffle for uh to receive a copy of my book
0: wonderful that is fantastic i really appreciate you doing that and i know our listeners will um i i I've just really enjoyed this conversation today. I think you are loaded with information. And um, uh, like I said, I've been through this without the support of doing it. Yeah. um, Even though, I I mean, I had an attorney at the time, but it would have been nice to pull this stuff together and, and have some basic background before, before that as well. And, and again, this isn't, you know, I think a lot of times people look at a state planning Well, that that's for somebody else. But, yeah. you know, look at yourself first, protect yourself first. And, you know, if you're mm-hmm. trying to get somebody else in the loop, there's no better way than being authentic and, and saying, I believe in this enough. I've done it. This is how important mm-hmm. it is to me and it should be to you too. And this is why. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and there's, so many different levels. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Catherine, for being with us. Again, people can go to your website, which is uh, www, and I'm just going to spell this out, dot H-O-D as in dog, D as in dog, Dot kcom And then they can uh, also follow you on, you are on, um, facebook and pinterest and instagram and they can find you under sand Gen life so s a n d g e n l i f e and with that i'll we'll go ahead and close but again thank you so much for your time today and and taking the time after you know, I mean, this has been your your life's work as an attorney, but taking taking the time after your experience with your own family, and and understanding the importance of the need, and then taking action to make a difference in other people's lives. I really appreciate that. Um, well, thank you, and-
1: thank you for having me, and and I appreciate you uh, helping out. Uh, particularly with the Alzheimer's and dementia, because it's something that, you know, years ago we we definitely could have benefited from. So keep doing what you're doing.
0: Yep, it's all, you know, most of it's word of mouth, you know, with with everything that's going on. And so the more we can raise each other's voices, uh, the better off we'll all be. So for our listeners, I just, uh, again, want to say thank you so much for being part of our community, and I hope that you will like click and share this uh, to the moon and back. This is an important topic that will help everyone immensely. Have a beautiful week, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.